This call is being recorded. This call is being recorded. There's a there's a British woman. Somebody from Downton Abbey is gonna <laughs> sonographize this this podcast. Is that so? Is that, we is we have a backup in place. Is is that show from? Uh, is is that show for? Uh, is that a hoax? Because uh, I've never seen it, but everybody on the internet talks about it. It's it's available on Netflix Instant Q. Oh, I watched you know a couple like a couple minutes of it long enough to know that at least it's not for me right now. Yeah, you know maybe I'll have the patience to get into it at some future date, but. Um, it does exist. Okay. And it's not, for some reason, I can only read as Downtown Abbey, who I think of as like a prostitute. Like, I, I think of that as like somebody the cops are always bringing in. Like, oh, here comes Downtown Abbey. But it's, it's, it's like Miss Kitty on Gunsmoke. Oh, there's Downtown Abbey. Yeah. <laughs> downtown Abbey. I am a 24-year-old man who made a reference to Gunsmoke. Yeah, you just Gunsmoke. Yeah, I just think about that. Not the Nintendo game. It's just actually. Yeah, well, well I mean, we're all familiar with your Nick at Night. Yeah, oh yeah, with my with my Nick at Night predilections, yes. Yeah, God, that would be a great, <laughs> a great uh, band name. Obviously, Interceptor is the best dog in all of Final Fantasy, and I would even dare say most video games. Final Fantasy VI's greatest dog, Interceptor. That's a noob answer for bedwetters and morons. The correct answer is Vector Hound. I mean, how can you know if you'd even want to yiff with Interceptor if he doesn't have a complete battle sprite? Oh, you always have to bring the furry stuff into everything. Ugh, it's God. who I am. All right? Also, well, I, all, that, all I'm Vector saying, Hound has been... I'm sorry. There is, there, there, there is imperceptible lag. Um, yeah, or, we could have or... kept that going. Uh, that we were timing that out really well on accident. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, we could just kept that out for like a couple of minutes. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, do you want? Do we want to try it again? <laughs> yeah, let's let's give that a shot. Okay. How is that it. nerd voice coming across? Is that it's it's, okay? it's coming it across? Probably... It's coming across as overly earnest. I like that. Okay. Yes. All right. I need I need to get right up on the microphone for this to come through. I, I did decide to go for the uh, the nerdy pervert aspect of this, <laughs> being one of my least favorite things about video game fandom. So, oh, yes. hopefully, good, like I said, good. if this is if there's one like three minute section of watch out for fireball, someone listens to. I hope it's not this one. <laughs> Imagine like first time listeners just thinking this was the podcast. Like <laughs> that's <laughs> just, no. Um, so it's obviously a, a vector hound that has been brought in by the empire to hunt down the missing witch, aka. Uh, Tara Bramford. Uh, they are not from Narsh. They are there with the Empire. <laughs> I, I, my character would have known that, even though I forgot it at the time. <laughs> Damn, now, that, that would be a that would be a good um, uh, good place for an interruption. <laughs> and it's frustrating. It's like tormenting because you think, okay, does the did the creator just like want to dumb it down because they didn't respect the audience and like, or not didn't respect, but didn't expect it to be noticed. So they wanted to make it, you know, mass approval kind of thing. That's a snobby way to say it, but you get the point. Or did they just genuinely not know that that was the more interesting through line? Right. And, and, and if they, if they were doing the, the former, I mean, you can't really blame them. I mean, these are huge, you know, ridiculous multinational companies that want to make money. We're not, you know, their target audience, like people, you know, in their, in their, you know, mid twenties and, and early thirties who are who are playing this game and and 
you know, like overanalyzing it, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're, we are not the, the target audience for this. This was meant as a commercial product. Gary, everything, know, so I can't really blame them for that. Everything in the entire world should be made specifically for me. <laughs> you know what? Well, call that immature if you yeah, want, but <laughs> no, it's immature. Um, the, <laughs> I, I will, um, kind of like to, to, to make that statement sound less, you know, terrible, <laughs> a better way to express what you're saying, <laughs> um, it, to condescend you for a moment would be <laughs> that I think I, you could argue that everything in the game should be made with like a perspective or an expression in mind, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's not made for you, the idea of this being, you know, a game being made to express an idea mm-hmm. is really resonant with me yeah. personally, even if I don't agree with the idea. You know, I like that. And, and we, we run into that. You know, there, that happens in video games all the time now. But, uh, you know, I think that's maybe what, what we're talking about that's missing. Or we're kind of circling around. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, I didn't go to Zozo. I went straight to, uh, I went straight to Kafka's Tower. And, okay. I, and I beat it. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no okay. I'm just kidding. No, that's uh, no. We, uh, I went to Zozo. I went to Zozo. Maybe with a Game Shark. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's some Japanese kid who's done that on a speed run. That's fine. It's a Final Fantasy game. There are people who have done like solo character, level one, everything. You know, it, it's pretty insane. Um, it, level the way people level one. Um, not not level, level one, negative, like low level. Level negative one. Um, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More elite than you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Mount Zozo. This might be a a good point to to talk about that. I never ever summoned an Esper, ever. There, there are very few of them that are worth it. Yeah, I definitely did. Um, I think uh, in this one it's uh, Quetzalcoatl, but it used to be Palador, the one that makes all of your characters jump. Oh yeah, um, is a really good one to summon because it's an easy ten thousand damage, and while you're doing it, you're invincible. Right. So that's really good. Um, the Vanish, like Fenrir, the one that casts Vanish on all your characters, is pretty good. I use that a lot in the first part of the game. And then Golem, which I didn't get this time, is an amazing summon, but it's pretty hard to get. It relies on the auction house, which is just a luck, which you know, the roll just, of the dice, whether you're going to be able to get it. Just the worst. <laughs> right. I, I hate that auction house. Um, but Golem is really good. It absorbs, like, I, I can't remember the amount. It's something like, you know, 5,000 or 6,000 physical damage as it comes in. Oh, wow. So it puts a shield on all your characters and Golem kind of pops up and blocks the damage up until you get to a certain amount. Nice. Um, so those are, those are the ones that are worth, worth actually summoning. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if you're insane, you, you, you get Ragnarok <laughs> later, which can turn enemies into items. Oh, and yeah. if you're, if you're crazy, you go around looking for rare enemies that can turn into rare items, <sighs> but we're not crazy. So we didn't no, do that. We're not. We, we had, we had a hard <laughs> enough time beating the game for the show. Yeah, we've got jobs. Uh, <laughs> we've got a job system in our lives. I'm not. I'm, I'm not 15 anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, so I also really like the design on Gogo. I think he looks neat. Yeah. You know, I just like a, a weird, just kind of, and you never learn anything really about about him other than that. Uh, you know, just kind of this creepy monster in rags that lives inside the belly of a, a worm. You know. <laughs> In the earth, like it's just—he's a, he's a cool character. He's a really nice little Easter egg. You just kind of assume that he's—he uh, just smells horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, he's—he's—he's he's, he's got a story to tell about how he just needs a couple of bucks for bus fare. <laughs> um, that's go-go for you. <laughs> like, um, Always. I'll, I'll do. I'll do anything you want. I'll do anything you want for a couple bucks. <laughs> Literally anything. If you can shoot fire, I'll do it. If, if you can. 
you can shoot aqua rakes, <laughs> I'll, I'll do so. Aqua <laughs> like, um, rake. Yeah. God. Um, it also really helps with that problem where you just have one character left. Like if, you know, something wipes your, you know, three members of your party, being able to to raise two, two of them in one turn is huge. Because if you, you just raise one of them, you know, it's just likely that you're both going to get killed by that same attack. But it, it makes everything easier. And if you can just cut down on that MP cost, or if you've been using a lot of espers that increase your, your MP, um, Terra at this point, who's my main mage, uh, had something like 700 MP. And, uh, you know, it just, it made, it made fights really manageable. Like being able to cast two spells is immensely powerful in a fight. Yeah. That's one of the worst situations that you can be in, in, in any Final Fantasy game, but this one is not a, uh, is not a, uh, an exception to that. The, the, the whole one, one person left and then just trying and I, you know, I I found myself just turning a battle off, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I'll reload my save if I got to that point, because it's such a, it's such a wasted effort. Right. And just watching, you know, your, your party get slowly picked apart is not, not fun. No. Several points in the last dungeon I had just realm for some reason, she was really hardy. Um, and well, because she has uh, special equipment only she can equip. Yep. That's pretty good. Um, but she was, she would be the last person to die. Like my, my, uh, third group, which is the one that fights the hardest bosses, <laughs> Um, we just end up with her just slowly getting worn down from like 2000 hit points, 250 at a time. And it was really frustrating. Yeah. Hmm. No exception. Do you know what I had to do in order to beat this game? Do you know what I had to do? do, 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 do to the things I had to do. The things <laughs> I had to do. <laughs> no, I, I, okay. Uh, we're recording this on a Sunday evening. Uh, we're going to mm-hmm. uh, lift that up. We're going to put a time. We're going to date this. Um, I was at Kefka's tower last night. I emailed you about this fact. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hit, I hit, I hit the wall with that, with that first, uh, boss that you fight with the third party. Um, I have it here as Inferno. I think he has a different name, but he's one of those, yeah. like, it's the main yeah. dude. And then he has like the two arms that you can, you know, that you can fight. It's like, I, I am, I am out of my league here. Um, I, you know, I won't be able to, to beat this guy. So I decided, you know, I'm going to go level everybody up. So I went mm-hmm. to the desert that is South of Miranda. Where you can fight uh, the uh, the sandworms. I forget what they're called in, in FF3. They're called Hoovers, and I think uh, in this one they're like slagworms or something like that. And yeah, um, they suck. Yeah, I trained everybody. I trained every single party member, all twelve that I was going to use. Taught them all death, and then I went around mm-hmm. um, with each of them individually, and I equipped them with the sniper eye and the growth egg, and I uh, grinded. And I got everybody up to level forty-five. Yeah, it's impressive. That's more than <laughs> than I did. And that, and how long? You know, so just tying into this as a fault of the game, how much artificial addition to the gameplay did that add? Like, how long did that whole process take? An hour and a half. Oh, that's not that bad. <laughs> it's, it's still, I'm sure it was a really boring hour and a half, but I was expecting like three or four hours. No, no, no. Um, for um, everybody. Well, with the growth egg, like you, you, you level up at, at the end of every battle, but it's still a lot. And if I'm going right. to, I put uh, 24 hours into this. So let's do 1.5 divided by 24. Uh, that is six and one quarter percent of this game that I absolutely hated. You're right. That is that right. is more than one twentieth of this excellent game that didn't have to happen. Right. Totally. <laughs> and that's if you didn't do any grinding, you know, in the first world, um, which I did some. I probably did about as much grinding, but I just did it on my main characters. So yeah. my main characters were a bit higher level than that, but my my scrubs were all like level thirty. And if it wasn't for quick Ultima, 
than and tons of ethers, I wouldn't have gotten through that Infernus boss either. Yeah. You know, or or really any of the subsequent bosses. Like I, it forced me to to exploit them. You know. Yeah. Um. So. The nice part about the bosses, and like one of the things that's you know <laughs> at least convenient if you're if you're under leveled, uh, a lot of them are. Uh, they are optional, like the dragons. Uh, the last two dragons yeah. are in here: the skull dragon and the uh, and the gold dragon, or the lightning dragon, depending on which. Um, right. But the only Can ones I, that I, you I, have to oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And just, in relation to that, and just another frustration. So I, I saw those dragons, and as much as I love bosses, I was just talking about that. There's only like four save points on this whole fucking thing. <laughs> so like every time I saw them, it's like like hell. I'm gonna chance getting wiped and losing like you know an hour of tedious you know gameplay fighting this unknown you know put a save point next to it you know but like let me like not try from from the very beginning if that happens you fucker you know you know what i did um my third party which had mog in it um i would always Mm -hmm. whenever i got to a point where i would fight an optional boss i would have him run back to a save point and save that's smart yeah Yeah, I, i did not did not do that yeah so I fought all the optional bosses, and they were they were they were neat. You know, uh, most of these end game bosses, when you fight them all in a row, you realize how similar they are. Once once you actually get up to Kafka at the top of this this flesh tower, um, you know he gives you his villain speech. And one of my favorite things about this boss fight is he has like very powerful attacks, but he takes a long time to actually fight back. Like you get a couple of rounds just to beat on him, and he just kind of stands there, you know, and takes it, which is a real nice kind of like fuck you um, to it. <laughs> Um, which I, I, you know, I noticed that he was waiting a long time this time. Um, in previous playthroughs, you know, it actually he started wiping me out. Mm-hmm. In this one, I mean, you know, it was I like he didn't get a shot off because of all the Ultimas I was throwing at him. <laughs> but you know, which was cheap, but it was just you know, quick and Ultima. You know, yeah. I can do five Ultimas before you can do anything. <laughs> um, you know, wins wins the game, and that that's what I did. So Kefka didn't actually attack me. Um, this playthrough in okay. past ones though I've, I've definitely done like a, a very long drawn out intense battle with him yeah he's got a lot of attacks that'll take everybody down to uh, either either one hp or they will also get a lot of uh stat you know problems it's a complicated fight and you really have to you know be ready to recover as quick as possible uh it's one of those uh, right. occasions where uh having spammed the phoenix spell uh pretty often uh or the phoenix esper rather uh it's it's very uh it's very useful to have the uh, re-raise or uh, i forget life three is what they call it in the in the old version the the one that raises you back up after you die that way you don't have to waste a right turn. automatically yeah and and the uh, one thing you know, i do like in about a weird the kind of go way ahead, go, go ahead go ahead i'm sorry i was gonna say like as much all the 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 um parallels the final fantasy 7 that we talk about the final fantasy 7 ending is kind of what you're asking for yes where it shows the world after man mm-hmm. and uh you know that's and, and but that ending, you know, I found at the time, maybe I had to revisit it, but I found really unsatisfying, mm-hmm. you know, at the time. But maybe maybe it's because I'm an unsophisticated clod <laughs> and you are you're the Kelsey Grammer of podcasts. <laughs> I hate the person that I am. Um, no. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my business card now. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, the, I just, the 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 second those words crossed my mouth, like, oh, they could have made it more complicated. Immediately, Final Fantasy VII came to mind, um, right. which I at the time I found I found uh, unsatisfying. Maybe there's maybe there's room in the middle for it to meet, but uh, yeah, uh, general stuff. Um, I feel like we covered most of it. Okay, in the game, um, one quick you know just quibble that I thought about while playing it in in JRPGs is that I hate 
the random encounter enemy that upon death cast death on one of your characters. Oh yeah. Cause it, you're, you're done with the battle at that point. So all it is is like, yeah, yeah, you have to open up the menu now, you know, like you get to interrupt your flow and use an item, you know, and same thing where like somebody who poisons you at the end or blinds you at the end or anything like that. Yeah. You know, that is just, that's obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the only real new thing that we haven't talked about that came to mind during, during this half. And yeah. There's there's one thing um, that I that I really wanted to kind of talk about just the you know thematically it might not take too long so hopefully we, hopefully we can keep it if not it'll be in the extra episode um, but uh, the, the the whole world after the end kind kind of feel you know the, yeah. the, the whole post yeah. the, the the post apocalyptic thing is kind of what we're done now you, you know the Cormac McCarthy he really captured our imaginations with the road and everybody just kind of ran with it mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think that it works really, really well in this game. Um, and you know, I'm going to be Mr. Literary guy and draw, uh, and draw like a, a comparison with the dark tower, which is, you know, the, the entire, the, 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 the whole world cannot live because some kind of essential force has been cut off and co-opted. Right. Right. Well, I, I've never, I haven't read that, that yeah. series of books. Um, but one of the things that I don't know if this is the same for the dark tower, but one of the things that makes it work in this game is that um, you are you see the world before and after? Yes, you know, and I think that that helps a lot. I mean, I can I can, I like post apocalyptic fiction, and when eventually when we do Fallout, um, <laughs> which we'll do Fallout eventually, just a spoiler for everyone is is one of my if not my favorite video game. I, I love that game, and that starts out you know you pick up afterwards. You never really see a comparison uh, beforehand, but in this case, since it's a since that's the closer to the real world, and this is a fantasy world. You really need to have that basis for comparison. And it's not like just a prologue or anything. You spend half the game in this world and then get to see how it changes. And that, that, you know, makes it really powerful and really neat. Yeah. And I didn't realize how, how soundly the game was bisected, you know, because I put about 12 hours into the game for the first half and then I put another 12 hours into the game for the second half. So they did a really, they did a really good job of making it not like, Oh, this is just a prologue or, Oh, here, let's set the scene so you can see what was lost. You know, you, you do invest right. in time. <laughs> and my hair is standing, standing up on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my hair is actually, I got a haircut. So my hair oh. actually does kind of do that now. Me too. Bit. Me too. I got a haircut oh. today. I'm getting new yeah, glasses tomorrow. We turned ourselves tomorrow. into hair razors. <laughs> yeah. I'm, get, I'm getting we're, new glasses we're... tomorrow. I'm, I, I, I'm slowly yeah. trying to disguise my appearance so I can get away with some kind of crime. You're, you're, you're a new man. Yep. Brand new man. Um, so just, and who knows if it'll end up in the episode, I'm going to stop mm-hmm. worrying about length unless you have to to run <laughs> and just worry about it on the editing table. Okay. So do you want to talk about first impressions real quick? Yeah, sure. And there are no deliberation, deliberation content. Oh, deliberations. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Yes. So. You, you should take my, my suggestion for center of the don't tree and change your I, segment I, to what I have should. you been playing? I, I, I you know, really should. Would, you would sound like no other game cast. <laughs> You know? Exactly. What have you been playing? Well, what have you been playing, sir? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so, what you been playing? Yeah. <laughs> what you been playing? Which <laughs> is most of them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's like you're, you're speaking in Animal Crossing. <laughs> you're playing. <laughs> That's a really good Animal Crossing impression. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so, thank you. So, Cole, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, when you first played this game? Yeah. Your first impressions. Um. I read about this game. It was either in GamePro or in Nintendo Power, like our friend Andrew. 
Um, and I was like, Oh, awesome. That'll be, that'll be great. And, and I, and I, you know, sent my grandma, I think to the, to the Kmart, uh, to, you know, like, Hey, while, while I'm at school, it, you know, if you're going to Kmart today, can you rent me, um, final fantasy three, you know, because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was, I was a spoiled little shit and my grandmother is amazing. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, she, she, she went and she, and she came back, um, with final fantasy two. And thus, the, the, thus started my relationship with the best Final Fantasy game in the series. Um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't after you you've played it. No, I thought you'd already played Final Fantasy too. No, and it was nope. like, no, no, damn I had it, not. Grandma, I've already played this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. My my grandma still is the hero of this story because she because they, they didn't have Final Fantasy three there, but she got you know she grabbed me Final Fantasy two, which is like amazing, right? Mm. Um, and then yeah, I totally. I didn't play Final Fantasy three for another several years. To, to a non-video game person, the fact that you'd want to play three without playing two probably makes no sense. That's true. You know, like even if it wasn't out, like she would think, oh, of course he's going to want to play two first. Mm-hmm. Like two comes before three, you know, and, and, and a lot of you know, movies or anything like that, that would be the case. But yeah. Final Fantasy's have that weird, you know, everyone is kind of a stand is, or is totally a standalone game pretty much. Yeah. So I didn't play um, Final Fantasy six until uh, Final Fantasy Anthology came out for the PlayStation one. Uh, which is regrettable because mm. of the load times and stuff like that. Um, and I didn't beat the game until I was in college. Mm. <laughs> so that's I mean, regrettable. I know. Right. Um, so I, I, yeah. I mean, I loved it obviously, you know, because I, I, you know, I played it, I played it after I played final fantasy seven. I was like, Oh, this is like a really refined you know, version of what final fantasy six. This is a more refined final fantasy seven if that makes any sense it doesn't i know it doesn't right but i loved it and i liked it a lot more but i just you know hit that wall where i got to the world of ruin you know i kind of lost my rudder and then put it away um and then never picked it back up again um until the until mm. the advanced version came out and i was like okay i'm really gonna do this i'm really gonna get it and uh the game really kind of uh it really coincided with uh <laughs> a very shocking uh bout of depression in my life Oh, um, JRPGs and depression. I know there's right? a, a match made in heaven. I know. I uh, um, it was it was it was my freshman year. I was in the wrong major. Um, just I just had had no idea if I was if I was even going to stay in college. I, I was, hate women's studies. <laughs> I, 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 I don't going to give me chicks. I don't fit in any in any of my African American studies classes. I just yeah. <laughs> Why are they looking at me like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's just like I, I had, you know, I was a straight A student up until college and got into these computer science classes. And I was like, I've got no idea what the fuck. Um, and so I picked this game up. It was like the spring of that year. Um, and I had already decided I was going to switch over to, over to my new major. And so I didn't mean for this to turn into a biography, except for the fact that, um, that spring quarter, I took my DS to all of my classes and I was the most inconsiderate little shit playing and beating final fantasy six during these classes where I knew my, 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 my performance didn't matter. So I sat in the back, I hit, I had my DS in a book so as not to distract people. And I just, I just kind of like, I, 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 I ground, you know, I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm depressed. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, but I'm sure as shit going to kick the fuck out of this Kafka guy. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I was hoping you, that was going to, you said, uh, not to turn this into a biography of my life except for, and then I really, really was hoping you were going to say I'm half Esper. And then I was like, Oh, Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. 
I'm actually outside your window. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. my, my, uh, my story of this game is also rife with sadness. Uh, <laughs> um, the, uh, so the, the, I played Final Fantasy two first. Um, well, I played Final Fantasy one mm-hmm. on Nintendo and, and loved it. And then, uh, Dragon Warrior, but the Dragon Warrior games didn't continue on to the Super Nintendo in America. Right. So I, I was looking for more JRPGs. Final Fantasy team, Final Fantasy two came out as a no brainer and Final Fantasy three came out. And something that I, I've talked about on Dead Idea of Valhalla and that, um, I know that you know about me, but people who don't listen to Dead Idea of Valhalla probably don't know about this about me is I have a really fucked up childhood that in retrospect, when I look back on it, there are some really shocking things. So I beat Final Fantasy VI for the first time. My mom was was fleeing one some line, you know, somebody in a long line of abusive boyfriends or husbands, <laughs> and we were staying at one of her friends' house who had just rented out an apartment and had a spare room, which was only furnished with like a seven-inch black and white TV and a mattress with nothing on it. And she took me out of school. Like I didn't like she didn't want to take me to school because of problems in her life. Like mm-hmm. that was optional. So if I was like, Mom, I don't want to go to school. I want to stay home and play Final Fantasy. Like, okay, that's fine. I don't have to get in the car. Like I don't have to drive you. So I spent I spent a week out of school, like just sitting on this mattress in this uh-huh. fucking unfurnished room playing this game. Um, which like looking back on it sounds like they're, you know, that sounds really, you know, kind of messed up, but it was I don't remember at the time being, you know, I was depressed because of like other things, but I don't remember that being seeming weird to me or anything. Mm-hmm. Just being locked in this like, not locked. <laughs> that takes it to another level. I wasn't, I wasn't locked in there. Um, but, you know, just like eating takeout and sleeping on this bed with no blankets for a week while we were like fleeing from, you know, from my, my abusive stepfather at the time, you know, and not going to school just to, to play through Final Fantasy three. You know, and it really was like a, an escape kind of thing, like not to over dramatize it, but like, mm-hmm. you know, that's all I wanted to do was play this game. And there's a lot of like during that period of my life, which is, you know, the my my teens, uh, my early teens, like there's a lot of that, mm-hmm. you know, like I, my life was very unstable and it was very uh, appealing to to, you know, sit there and kind of escape into these worlds that that had rules, you know, like I've I've read an essay somewhere that like part of the appeal of video games the reason why we like video games, one reason, is because they're fair. You know, like, things make sense. Like, once you learn the rules of a game, then it's going to behave that way every time, exactly in the way that real life doesn't, mm-hmm. you know? And I think this was a real expression of this. Like, I, I really took that to heart, and, you know, as a, as a real thing, because, you know, that that was what appealed to me. Like, I could sit down and do this. This was going to make sense. You know, I didn't have to think about what else was going on around me, you know, in order to to succeed at this one thing. Yeah. So there's this idea that I came across, um, that is really kind of along that line. Um, which is that nerds or people who are disposed towards liking video games, um, and, and any of that, I wasn't video game specific, but nerds love meritocracy, which is, which is the idea that by being better, by working harder, you know, not to, you know, like not in like the American dream, you know, jackass Tea Party Republican kind of way, but but <laughs> right. but by but by working harder and you know succeeding or just being better, you will be better, and that is something that is played out in pretty much every video game, right? Right, and, 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 that, and that's that's one hundred percent of me. Like I'm, I fall into that. 
to a, the repulsive extent. Like, <laughs> you know, that, that, that is what I want. Like, like a lot of my general like things that, that bum me out or depression have to do with me not seeing the world that way and wanting it to be that way. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. No, that was, I mean, it was, <laughs> now I find out why we spent like six hours talking about this game because it's linked to like very, very, very <laughs> yeah, turbulent times in our well, yeah, lives. Yeah. Yeah. Is the only reason why I didn't get into meth and, and drug, <laughs> drugs when I was, you know, thirteen. Yeah, is because I had Final Fantasy VI. And so it's actually pretty important, critics. <laughs> stop, <laughs> right. stop bugging me, mom. No, it's yeah, uh, yeah no, yeah. no. And I think about uh, this this past summer where I was just completely like down for the count with looking for a job. What did I do? You know, every afternoon when I should have been on Craigslist, just like yeah, nobody wants me. Um, I was playing Final Fantasy twelve. Yeah, totally. That, I mean, that, that, that happened to me also this summer. Like. When the the kind of seeds of my current you know di- like difficulties with my marriage and stuff were coming up, like I had a couple mm-hmm. like a weekend where all I did was like uh, drink, like watch dumb have bad movies on in the background, mm-hmm. drink and play uh, Cthulhu Saves the World, which is a great game, <laughs> yep. but just JRPGs lend themselves to depression. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like you, you want to grind and click because it's because and, uh, it's it's mindless like you can yeah you, you, i mean yes there's dialogue so you know that kind of co-ops the, the the audio channel of your brain the kind of you know like oh there's this dialogue happening so i have to pay attention but you you are free to kind of like enter you know enter and leave at will this kind of general you know white noise of your mind you know and mm-hmm. the and dwelling on the shit that is making you sad as you kind of like go so it's like oh you know like oh boy i'm not good enough and then <laughs> Boy, what's going to happen to me in the next two two months? You know? <laughs> Why isn't that on the back of the box for, for Final Fantasy fifteen? Like, Why can't doctors prescribe this? <laughs> yeah, no, here's forty cc's of, of clicking on a. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man, we. I, I hope he's in a fantasy star two level of depression. He has to make maps on graph paper. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, I really hope that we just sufficiently depress somebody who is listening to this. Yeah, you know, this is the dark secrets you get when you listen to extra so Yeah, or so. we made them realize, or or like we made them like get suddenly introspective, like, oh boy, oh no, that's <laughs> why. <laughs> Next, next, I'll be learning about. So, so tune in next episode for when you learn about how Metroid Fusion means that you were molested. So. <laughs> I love that we're both referencing uh, Mr. Show, but we don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You know, maybe. God, Mystic so. Quest. I never played it. Is it good? No. 